Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's seven o'clock in the morning London time on Wednesday the 10th of November. Yesterday's US producer price inflation didn't really offer much in the way of surprises. What the data did do is confirm that core inflation rates peaked in the second quarter, looking at the month-on-month increases. In fact, much as with the consumer price inflation figures, the core inflation producer price month-on-month chart is a textbook example of what transitory inflation looks like. The height of the peak is what is contributing to the high year-on-year rates of inflation. The fact that it is so clear a transitory peak is something that economists can find reassuring. The corporate sector in the States and elsewhere is split. Clearly, some areas do have pricing power, or had pricing power during the second quarter. But other areas clearly do not have pricing power, and that is obvious with delivery delays and shortages. The pricing mechanism does not allow for delivery delays and shortages to exist if there is pricing power, because prices will simply rise to balance supply and demand. Now we head to US consumer prices for October due for release today. There are some important differences between consumer and producer prices. Producer prices represent corporate pricing power, and they are actual prices paid. Consumer prices represent a mix of actual prices paid, prices that are loosely related to actual prices paid, and prices that are completely made up and have no relation to actual prices paid. It makes for a more complicated picture, which is why consumer prices do not represent the cost of living in the sense that is generally understood. Obviously, oil prices will raise the headline number. However, the core month-on-month number is expected to show that the peak in price changes was in the second quarter, as with producer prices. The 0.9% month-on-month increases do seem to be very much a thing of the past. There is some uncertainty about the price of a 2001 used Honda Civic, which is one of the main drivers of inflation changes in the States at the moment, so there is the potential for some modest surprise up or down in the headline. China has also released its consumer and producer price data. As with most economies, these are parochial affairs. Consumer prices rose mainly on food price increases. China is not a noted food exporter, so this is something that is of only local concern. There is a view that producer prices from China are more significant globally, but Chinese consumer producer prices have a very loose relationship with Chinese export prices and almost no relationship with the consumer prices of Chinese goods that have been imported elsewhere in the world. What the Chinese data tells us is that global commodity prices have risen, although umbra and iron oil prices have rather crashed in recent months. The COP26 climate change summit continues to be marked by spin rather than substance, with an additional dose of masterful inactivity. The fashion industry has pledged to halve greenhouse gas emissions by 2030, but is not actually anywhere near achieving that. This is an industry to watch, however, Waste from the long and complicated fashion supply chains, which force retailers to overorder products, is huge. Localising production would significantly reduce that waste, as potentially would bespoke production 
which can be achieved more cheaply through automation. Reducing waste naturally reduces the environmental and as well as the economic costs. Meanwhile, car companies are scrambling over each other in their eagerness not to sign up to a pledge to eliminate new car emissions by 2040. Uh, the US, Chinese and German governments are also not signing up to the pledge so far. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.